It's Monday. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. I'm super excited. We've got a full list. We've got people. We're all ready to go. Hey, Dan, you made it. Did uh did Steven make it? He was trying to make it first. You you might be you might be first. You might be first. Uh yeah, our, well, then he's our first comedian tonight. He's uh, a really good friend of the station and so funny and so supportive and a uh, really just wonderful guy. We're going to take notes. He's got new jokes on Zitits. I love that joke. I've been thinking about it. I'm sorry I just ruined your punchline, but I've been thinking about it like all night. It was so weird. It was in a loop in my... Because I was sweat. Anyways, it was for some reason your joke was in my head all night. It's terrible, but it, but that, that must be good, right? It's like anyway, I've I've been smoking too much weed. Thanks, Mark Neuer and Bonnie. All right, your first comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. Yay! Thanks, folks. Oh, by popular demand is the Hitler stuff. I, I will not be doing the Hitler stuff. I gotta. Get to the new stuff. I'm gonna go something post World War II. Woo! That'll be good, right? You guys, I love music, uh, but uh, also love the environment, so I'm trying to take care of it. So I'm listening to more local bands that are a uh, little bit of a lighter footprint. The local bands, strictly f- uh, farm to stage kind of material. Uh, <laughs> it's not very good. You guys been to the movies a couple years? I don't know. I haven't been in a couple years, yeah. It's weird. It's weird not going to the movies. I, I, I miss the whole thing. I miss getting the popcorn. Notice how popcorn's like you, you fail with about half of the popcorn. Right? About half of the popcorn finds purchase in your mouth. Imagine, we, don't, we don't eat anything else like that. You know what I mean? Imagine if that's how we ate hot dogs, like a 50% failure rate. Just, ah. I don't know. Last time I was at the movies, I noticed something. Uh, I was watching the trailers. Uh, they never say based on a true story anymore. I don't know if you noticed that that's gone away. Like all the movies that are like that now, they say inspired by true events. That's a lot looser criteria, right? When you think about it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't every story inspired by events in some way? You literally say that about any movie. Schindler's List, obviously, inspired by true events. But so was Godzilla. I read that Godzilla was inspired, destroying the city, was inspired by the atomic bombings in Japan. But if you showed a trailer for Godzilla to a theater full of people and said, inspired by true events, they'd be like, why did I not hear about this? Do I have to read The Guardian? Also, what would a movie look like that wasn't inspired by events? Just random geometric shapes, distant wailing in the background. In the beginning, it would say, this film contains neither events nor inspiration of any kind. The other day, I was uh, behind my friend's building. We are going to hang out back there. He goes, sorry about the mess. There's a guy experiencing homelessness who's been back here. That's how he said it. There's a guy experiencing homelessness that's been back here. I'm like, dude, what happened to just say homeless? No one said that the guy has to be homeless forever. You know, I hate that when nobody actually wants to do anything. They just want to change the way they talk about it. It makes them feel good. And it makes me feel like, I don't know if there's a word for it, but it's sort of like it's experiencing the observation of full of shitness. 
totally. I traveled to North Carolina over the holidays. Man, they are against masks over there. They're like passing laws. They're wearing fewer masks than they were before COVID now. It is now illegal in North Carolina for welders to wear masks, surgeons. It is now illegal in North Carolina for burglars to wear masks, you guys. That's her line. And it didn't work. How dare you? <laughs> guys ever been in a, you guys ever been like try to go into a hot tub and you're just you can't set the beer anywhere? It's got the curved edges on it. There's nowhere to set the beer. Am I alone with this? It's because you're not supposed to drink in the hot tub. I get it. But guess what? We're all drinking. We are drinking. It's unbelievable to me. Come on, let's just get with reality. There are cup holders in my truck where it is illegal to drink when I drive. What the fuck are you doing? Guys, I hear a lot about uh, women faking orgasms. You know, and I, I don't think that's the real problem, okay? I, I'm willing to bet the real problem is women faking not having orgasms. Because if you could have multiple orgasms, wouldn't you fake not having one first and then have another one? <laughs> wouldn't that be a better way to go? Tell you what, you guys. <laughs> These women are playing chess. We're playing checkers. By the way, is that, everybody talks about that, but has anybody actually tried to put somebody at a table and play checkers and the other guy play chess? I'm just saying, it could be interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, you guys. For using it. Clap your hands wildly for Dan Lewis. Yay. Hey, Dan, so how are you doing? Microphones up there. Uh, uh, good set, man. I like your uh, inspired by real events joke. I feel, I feel like uh, there's an opportunity for you there to reference like a fucked up movie. So it'll be like, you know, uh, Schindler's List is, is inspired by something. Titanic is obviously a vase on the real event. Human Centipede was based on my life. I don't know, something like that. I, I didn't understand farm to stage. Uh, Could you explain that for me? I'm sorry uh, if you have to It's like eating it. local. I'm listening to local music only, oh. and it really sucks. Okay. That's just a dumb idea. No, 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 no. Now I get it. I just don't know what I missed at the yeah, beginning to make good, it. Was, there was, was like a clear. missing line, maybe. Yeah. And the half the popcorn, the fa failure rate. I thought the words failure rate are really funny. I don't... I just, that's... I don't know where you can keep going with that, but just failure rate. I was thinking failure rate of what other things. Mm -hmm. um, because, but the yeah. hot dog was a really good um, s specific thing to say. For your um, dots and slashes, this is so niche and so stupid. And it's only because I'm wearing the jacket. But the movie Lucifer Rising from the 70s by Kenneth Anger has no plot. It's just like lights and dots and slashes. It makes no sense. Just does. Okay. But there's a bunch of movies in the 70s that are like that, yeah. that are just like people running around. Film. Yeah, and yeah. people are like, whoa, look at this film. Mm -hmm. So it's super niche, and it probably won't help you, but because yeah. like two people will be like, wow, oh, my well, God. Maybe, yeah. maybe I could just go even further and try to make it even more ridiculous. I it's, don't know. I, but I really like that whole <laughs> that thing. And the foolish shitness was great. I don't know. It's just you're looking for a better word. But I mean, there's lots of, I don't know, maybe switch it with something cutesy like poopy head or something like some, um, I don't know. I think you have opportunity for an extra tag on the end after full of shitness. But I also felt like that might have been a riff. So I don't know. But I, I think you're so funny. Chad, did you have comments? Or are you just sitting by the... Yeah. He's just sitting close up to the mic, so I thought he might have things to say. Um, anybody else? Comments? 
Yes, uh, I, I agree with Pam about the, um, the popcorn. I think that you can do more there. Make it like a whole, do a whole bit and act it out. I think it would be very funny, popcorn in your face. Yeah. Um, Some guys gotta sweep up all the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I still think the, the masks thing with the robbers would, would work. It, if do it like a, yeah, do it th right a right, third yeah. time. Weird, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you had the right idea there. That's why I did it. Okay. Clap your hands wildly for Dan Lewis. Yay! Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. So I forgot to explain that at the beginning. Uh, comedians get four minutes. At three minutes, you'll hear a horn. And then we have four minutes of comments, and that's how it works. After the first eight comedians, we just have a four-minute set for everybody, and we'll be able to squeeze everyone in, so no worries. But your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Steve Asifo! Yay! Oh, okay, all right. I, th I thought it was just a me thing. All right. That's all right. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. All right. So my, 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 the first question I had is, so when, when do you stop saying Happy New Year to people? Okay. Uh, for me, it's when I realize that it's not happy anymore. And uh, you wake up on January 15th like, bro, why am I still fat? You know, like this is like my 2021 body. Like, what's my 2022 coming in? Um, uh, the, I think the thing that we're seeing in the new year is just, part of last year as well is that the cost of living is getting really high cost of living is getting real high i was driving here gas was so high that i got out and walked so right now i'm only using my car for emergencies gas is five dollars right now um there's no reason that gas should cost as much as like a subway foot long um my car takes premium so that is equivalent to like 13 teriyaki subs just to get um you know around the block right on a full tank that's that's what we're doing um, but the cost of living is high. That's what everybody's saying. The cost of living is high. The cost of living is so high, the Dollar Tree is not even a dollar anymore. I don't know if you guys heard it. It's a dollar twenty-five. Okay, that means that someone at headquarters had to hold a meeting and then say, "Bro, I think we need a quarter." That was that was the whole game plan. It said this business model is not working unless we get a quarter. Next thing you know, five below is going to be called seven up. It's just cost of living is high. Cost of living is, is real high right now. Cost of living is so high, I had to ask myself one time, like, Yo, how much is it to die? Um, turns out that's not cheap either, okay? Unfortunately, I had to bury my uncle um, late last year, and um, caskets are so expensive, we had to find him a roommate. Um, it's crazy expensive, you know? Like, And I don't know if you guys know, but a two-bedroom casket is not cheap, you know? So we had to like make like a whole Craigslist post for him. Like that was very awkward because it's like, you know, you know, seeking, uh, you know, quiet and peaceful roommate. Uh, current tenant is usually gone but not forgotten. You know, that's, that's what he does doing there. Uh, I think it's um, my friend, they just had a baby, which is weird, but they're, you know, a modern parent. So they gave him a gender neutral name. They named the child Adrian, which I think is really dope because it gives the child options, gives the child options. Um, I, I know that not every name has that ability. My cousin's name is Shaquandria, and by that name alone, you can tell that she's a quadrilateral. And I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys have seen this job market recently. Nigga's not hiring polygons, so it's gonna be a tough time for her. 
Okay, I think I already know the feedback on that one. It's not it. It's not it. Okay, okay. Pretty pretty wild out there. Uh, it's 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 pretty uh, hard being. It's hard being black because I have to act like I don't like hanging out with white people. Um, like I look, I don't know if you guys heard some of the things that we say about you. Eh, you know, not all of us warranted, but I can defend everything, right? Like they're skydiving. You know, someone was in the plans like, yo, what if we jumped out this bitch? Um, that was weird. And but there's some cool things that I, I've got to do with white people, like bonfires. I remember the first time I, w I went to a bonfire, it was like a long walk through the woods. I was very nervous. But when I got there, there was like a warm fire and s'mores. And we just talked about all the girls that we were not hooking up with. But it was like a camaraderie thing. Right. Then like one dude got real drunk and got naked. And so I'm not neutral on white people right now. You know, like everyone has got their highs and lows. Like, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, okay, I think I'll end there. Thank you guys very much. Yay! Stephen and Sifo, hooray! Oh, you just oh. that one. There you go. Yo, that casket joke was absolutely bonkers. Thank you. That shit was bananas, dog. Other than that, I love you so much. I have nothing to say to you. You're so fantastic, you brother. That is fantastic, dude. God You're doing bless. great. God bless. Yeah, the casket joke is it's fire. Um, the only tag I could think of on it would be that it's just it's a good reason to get married. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, or it might be the only reason. It's right. the final uh, solution yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, till death do us part. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great premise. Because people are gonna laugh. It's not even a premise. It's like a, it's a punchline right off the bat. I, I'm loath to knock that joke in any way, but the first part of it gets a laugh. It's like we had to get him a roommate. So you need one more. Bam! After that, then it'll be yeah. like a hundred out of a hundred joke. But it's already great, but I just mean like it goes up and then there's a little bit of stuff you're talking about afterwards Which is not as funny as the initial bam. Yeah, so if you can think of a really good punch in there It would be amazing like something in addition to needing him a roommate or like that's right needing, needing the roommate is just a he's he's so poor We had we had he died to get him a roommate bam laugh Yeah, then if you can do another one see, it didn't it went a little down after that yeah. not up if you could like get one more in there It'd be amazing okay. not that not that that's easy. Is it two not bedroom, that that's sorry, is the two-bedroom casket not up? It's like this it's pretty good. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I don't know. I tried, yeah. yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It was funny, right? All right, I could be wrong. In or in in San Francisco, it's it's cheaper to rent a casket than a studio. Right. Yeah. He said. Yeah, it's cheaper to die anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. It goes up. You could be evicted. Oh, anyway, sorry. No, I, I, I oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say, just or reorganize the joke so that you're doing everything leading up to the room needs a roommate. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. That could be because helpful. That yeah, it could be. Not, yeah. That's a great joke. It's a great joke either way. Thank you very much. Uh, and the other one I was thinking was uh, the dollar store, dollar twenty-five. He's like they had to get together. I think this would be a good. They had to get together and talk about it. Be like, guys, we either got to we either got to change the name of this place or sell worse shit <laughs> <laughs> because of inflation, right? Uh, and the thing about like I, maybe the new year ends when you throw when you throw the tree out when you throw the tree out front. So you can say it as long as you and then you throw the tree out. And you're like, or maybe it's when you, you know, you notice like, why am I still fat? You're like, sad yeah. old year. <laughs> maybe do the opposite. I don't know. Okay. It's kind of cutesy, yeah. but the other, yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate the feedback. I love the gas. I love the gas subway thing too. I thought that that was a good, the $5. It's, I thought that was a good joke just to throw in a, a happy face. Yeah. I thought that was a really good joke too. I thought that maybe slow down a little bit as you transition yeah. from five below to seven up. 
um, because the speed of it didn't allow for the punchline to really settle in. I really love your casket joke. I was just wondering, like, what a Mexican casket would look like. So, I mean, oh. how many people you can put in a casket? Yeah, Dia de los Muertos could be a sale. It could be a sale. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might have to do that. I might have to do that. Thank you. Um, with the, the cousin with the name and the math jokes. Oh, yeah. The, um, there, there might be one way to, because it's like, to, to, if you can let us know that you're actually talking about math, like throw in a word like Pythagorean theorem or yeah. some kind of like something that, something that we can, that we can um, wrap our mind to and go, this is a math joke. Because it took me a second and then I was like, oh, it's a math joke. And then I was like, I'm too dumb to get this joke. Any other comment? But your your per personality on stage, you could say anything, and I'm just like, yeah, I yay, you. I believe you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Clap your hands, everybody, for Stephen Asifo. Yeah. 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 All right. That's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian, he's all the way up from an undisclosed location in L.A. Clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. Everybody kiss the fucking floor. <laughs> I'm fat, I know I'm fat. Because I get absolutely stoked over the new flavors of Tums. <laughs> just fucking jazz, you know what I mean? Absolutely stoked over the new flavors of Tums. Just, it's, oh my goodness, it just does something to me. You know, they got the new watermelons. Watermelon Tums, you know? Yeah, I know you don't know. I know. I know that there's a new watermelon Tum. Because I get the monthly newsletter. They're tremendous. Absolutely phenomenal. I get so excited to catch me outside of CVS three days in advance before they drop, just waiting. Like the new shoe is about to drop. Like the new Yeezy is about to unfold. I'm just waiting outside of CVS, Walgreens, whatever you like. Just waiting. Chicken wings, extra hot. Just getting the antas. Just getting it, all that acid reflux going. Just to buy every fucking package on the goddamn shelf. Just waiting. Stoked. Those Yeezys are out of control. $150, $250 for a pair of shoes to walk on 6th Street and Market. Are you out of your mind? Have you... Have you smelled 6th Street and Market? <laughs> Smells. Shut up. Shut your fucking mouth. We're not even going to finish the joke. And that's your fault. You have to sleep with that tonight. I flew all the way here for you to talk about my joke while I'm on stage. I hope it makes you feel good, guy. We'll move on. Jobs are getting out of control. <laughs> Jobs are a little ridiculous nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely bonkers. The minimum wage is crazy. I got a job, $25 an hour. That's what they advertise, $25 an hour to pick up dead bodies. Little do I know it was actually $25 per body. I would make more money killing people. 
and recording it and uploading it on the internet. I would make so much more money. Next joke, great. <laughs> Moving on. My Strange Addictions, I know you've seen it. I know. My Strange Addictions, it's on the, the regular television. Just right there, on the tube. First chick I saw, she likes to eat toilet tissue paper. Well, that's, see, you're getting to my first question. How used is this toilet tissue paper? How used is it? I don't know. Second chick, I don't know why they're all chicks. They are, though. She cleanses herself with her own urine. Now, at face value, I can come. <laughs> at, at face value, I can come. Have you seen the glasses? <laughs> Not out of my wheelhouse. I will come. But it's when she pulls out the netty teapot and starts cleansing her sinuses. With the urine, I just feel like I have to be on a special website to see this. And at that point, isn't it a netty peapot? <laughs> Thank you. Yay! Mark Neuer! The triumphant return of Mark Neuer. What's up, Mark? What's up, Pam? You did fucking great today, man. Hey, thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing, you actually will get more money killing people. I know. Trust me, bro. Experience. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look at you. All right, second. You're all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up every day, man. But anyways, uh, I think with your strange addiction joke, you can mm. lead on to it with your first joke about, like, tubs. Mm. And I, I enjoyed how, like, you just went on with that joke. Just and, like, I feel like if you just talk about it, like, more creepy, like, sexually even, it would be even better. The Tums or the Strange Addiction? The Tums. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, nothing more sexual than acid reflux. <laughs> your, your transitions are really fantastic. Um, and I felt like you have an opportunity for some tum puns. Like, because you said tremendous, you could say tumendous. Oh, look at that. There's all kinds of words, though, that yeah. could be, you could have like tum tum puns or talk about your tummy or yeah. something oh, like okay. that could be all fun. Right. I hear you. Um, and then, th you know, things that rhyme with tums are like cum. Uh, anyways, like cum. Yeah. yeah. You know me. And, um, I, I really, then you made me think, I'm like, oh, what does Sixth and Market smell like? And I was like, that's such a fun joke. It could be like, you know, burned plastic and dog well, fleas. Well, it smells or, like a yeah. shoe, a sneaker after you've worn it for a month. That's sure. what it smells like. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's and a, that was what the a beautiful place. Before Ian over there fucked it all off. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Well, I, I, love for, your I forgive you. You're welcome. Other, other comments. Great to see you. Oh, it's always a blessing to see uh, you. Uh, one, you definitely know your character, you know, throughout the entire thing. So anything that you said was going to be amusing. The, um, two, I, like everyone else, the opening to into the Tums was really good. Honestly, I think you covered most of the things that I would want to hear you say about like, you know, the, the flavors. Maybe you could even be like a little bit more specific than the watermelon, but that was cool. And then all the other things that you like prepare because you know you, the acid reflux is coming to then pop a tum so you could like go more into that experience. I think you could just get to it faster, like tighter, like right. I think the delivery is all part of you, but I think you could like get to it quicker and that right. would have kept it all rolling. Because the, the beginning was like hot. So, yeah. you know, just keep that rolling. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Hot fire. Just a 
piggyback off of what Pam was saying, the with the tummy jokes and tum tums, you lead into that joke with I'm fat and this is how I know it, and right. so it kind of creates a full circle on it. Thank you. Thank you. Hi Mark. Hey, what's up, Don? Nice to see you. Yeah, it's always a blessing. I really liked a lot of your jokes. Look at you go. Um <laughs> I I really enjoyed your character on stage. I would love to hear a comparison in the Tums joke saying watermelon Tums was the best flavor to since blank. Okay. Um, I mistakenly read your LaCroix, LaCroix, LaCroix can. It's not in my business. I thought it said LaCroix cilantro. So maybe you could add another thing like like that is the spicy lime variety too. Okay. Yeah. These were my thoughts, and I appreciate the room hey, for I, letting me express hey, them. Look at you. I love you. Thank you so much. Other comments? All right. Yeah. It was great, Mark. I loved watching you, and I just had one, uh, two things. The monthly newsletter. I loved that. That was a great line. And Thank I you. thought you could do more in that about mm -hmm. like the things that they offer or um, if Coupons. they have specials or anything. Yeah. And the other thing was that um, described Coupons. the job of having to um, the dead body. That would be like, if you're talking about getting a job, what would that be, what would that job be like? And how, how um, desirable would it be? Yeah. Because it pays more. I guess it depends on what you're into, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, thank you so much. Look at you, God bless. All right, thank you so much. Get on Mark safe. Neuer, everyone, yay, yay. yay. Cilantro Tums, <laughs> so funny. All right, I'm really excited for your next comedian, fresh off a set from The Punchline. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, some of these we've heard before, but um, I just wanted to work on them. Um, you would think that when you get to be my age, you wouldn't be so um, self-conscious and awkward around people. Hi, how you doing? Okay. Uh, uh, shit. Wait a minute, I'll get it, I'll get it. All right, I, f I fucked that one up, all right. You would think that we I can't remember the rest of it. God damn it. All right, well, go on. Um, oh, I just got the memo. And I'm very excited. You don't have to, have you, guys, do you know this? You don't have to put two spaces after the end of a sentence. You only have to put one. I didn't know this. It's, it's a new thing now because of computers, I mean, with typewriters, you used to have to put two spaces, but computers, you don't have to do that. And that's very long intro to this that can be shortened. But um, anyway, <laughs> the thing that I'm excited about is that you, you can do this, but it's, it's hard to do it because I learned on a typewriter. I, my whole typing life was two spaces. So I can't just turn around and go do one space. It's like, how can I do that? It's, I don't know how to do that. And um, there's more to that, but I don't remember. Okay, um, I'm not doing good. I'm <laughs> Okay, here's another premise. What if our bodies were like the weather report and no, what if our bodies were like 
were like the planet, and the brain was the weather report, giving the weather report. This is my take on that. Uh, sunny today on her face, uh, slightly uh, downcast uh, until she learns that she's been fired, and then uh, showers. <laughs> and more showers until she talks to her therapist. Okay, that was just no. no, 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 no. Isn't it funny that we don't have seams? You know, with, when you think about the body being put together, that you have a front and a back and you put it together, and we don't have any seams. There's no seams. Okay, that's uh, another one. Um, that's a nice thing about living alone, is that uh, you can wear pajamas whenever you want. Like you can have them on all day and all night, and no one's going to tell you that you can't do that. One of the greatest things about living, um, coming home at the end of the day is taking off your clothes, I find, anyway. Thank you. Thank God. <laughs> but I don't think men, I don't think you understand the the relief that a woman feels when she can take off her bra at the end of the day because um, of the confinement of 12 hours of being in a brassiere, it's just too much. And um, that's another premise that I'm going to butcher later. All right, thank you. <laughs> Woo! Lauren Crowd, everyone! Yay! Yay! Oh, my God. No, you're I totally fucked up that whole ridiculous joke. But I, you're amazing, and you, when you're honest on stage, and you just did that like thing, and you got such a great laugh, like <laughs> it's it's great. You're like owning your whole self up there, and it's perfect. And that or your first act out was the low, most low key, funniest act out ever. With the when you had, you're just you're awkward. It's like this weird low key act out. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. And then um, you know you can always if you can't remember you can always lean on that ear so old you used to use a typewriter um and you're i mean uh your your jokes are seamless come on no you're <laughs> they were no it was great a whole bunch I, of premises that yeah it was, but it's great because you're working it out and you're working so hard and you've been out this whole month and you're working your ass off this and is 25 25 yeah. yay thank you uh, I, I really liked that. I know there wasn't like a lot to it because you just kind of got in and out of it. But that uh, us being having no seam like that's <laughs> this, the good. thought process. Like I just want to talk to you about how you came up with that. You know what I mean? Like how high were you? Yeah, right. How stoned were you when you came up with that? And uh, no, you're amazing, and God bless you. And I, I just am so blessed to see you tonight. Thank you, Mark. I think also if you're going to talk about, you know, living alone, you can always go back to, you know, you have so much time to think about why don't we have seams because you live alone. Right. Yes. Go, go back and forth. Yes. Thank you. shocking to me as well <laughs> but I like the concept of like what's next like you take all the spaces away what if we take the period away and then you yeah. text like my really old mom so yeah. it like comes kind of full circle back to like you used to be old and then you're old again yeah. oh I yeah know, like oh that. yeah my okay. brain 
And typewriters used to have cursive typewriters. Remember that? And now they don't even. Yeah, they were cursive typewriters. And now, and now they don't even. They don't even teach kids cursive anymore. So Just old. on the same kind of grammar thing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. They don't, no, they don't. Not they don't teach grammar. They don't teach kids cursive anymore. So it's like a thing that sort of connects with all of that. That, like, what's with, happening with in the world? With aging. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh. Hey, Lauren, I love everything you say as always. I just have to remind you that the taint is a seam. <laughs> There's one seam. There's one, one seam. seam. Okay. <laughs> so it has been, it has been figured out. Okay. Oh, masterfully. Lord Crowd, everybody. Yay. Lord Crowd, yay. All right, your next comedian just pointed out that we do indeed have a seam in her butt crack. Put your hands together for Brady Pearson. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Oh, my God, I'm so excited. The days are getting longer. It means more time to get out there, more time to do what I love to do. Um, yeah, I got, I'm really excited about the Summer Olympics. Anyone else excited about the Summer Olympics already? No? Oh my God, okay, because I was thinking like, what if we had something like, um, okay, well, I'm gonna start this over. Okay, so what I really did this weekend, or what I, what I really did this weekend was I sucked a lot of dick. And it raised the existential question for me is, how many, I don't know, miles of dick did I suck, right? <laughs> Well, kilometers, is that better for you? Yards. I mean, yards? Well, maybe yards, but I mean, okay, so like, bear with me now. Okay, so now, like, the average cock um, is what, for you, five, six inches? Oh, of course. That's, we all say that. We all say that. I get you. I'm a guy, too. I understand. Okay. So then, let's say that one pass is six inches. The next is a foot. We've got, you know, one, two, three, six passes. That's six feet, right? Right? Are you with me here? Are you all with me? Okay. So now, I think I ran, or I sucked at least, a marathon. But a marathon's 24 kilometers. You got? <laughs> oh, my God. No one knows what a marathon is? 26.2 miles, right? Thank you. See, somebody here knows. See, somebody here is smart. Thank you. And then it made me think, like, what if we had something like a cock Olympics then, right? Like, well, because my mom always said I should pursue the things that I'm best at. And so um, I thought for the, you know, we could have, like, a Dick Olympics. And I think that it would go, I'm, I'm trying something new, so I think it's going to go a little bit something like this. Okay. All right, here we are with the 2022 cock, Olymp cock Olympics. We're very excited to be here. Hi, I'm Brady, and this is my friend over here, Jim. Jim, oh, my God, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, and congratulations before we start to Japan for gold and synchronized fisting. Are we, yes, here are the contestants are finally here. They're ready to go. They've had, it's been a long, hard road to hoe to get here. Our contestants are Andrei Sukhov of Russia and Nicholas Panse of, of the UK. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to all this is about pacing. We want, yes, yes, we want to see it slow. We want to go first. Remember, they have to, they don't want to have a quick finish. Right? We've got to make sure that they go the entire distance. That's right. It's very important. Control is very important. We don't expect this is all about pacing and technique. Right, right. It's more like a, it's more like a sprint. 
Sick. And we expect an explosive. There he is. Oh, yes, they started. They started. They started. Yes, yes. Sokov is getting near. Get, yes. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Teeth, he's slowing down. He's slowing down. Yes, here we go. Yes. Yes, Ponce is ahead, ahead, ahead. More ahead, ahead. Oh, yes, he's reaching the meter mark. Reaching the meter mark. Yes, ladies, and, and now we give it to Russia with an explosive finish for Sokov. Thank you. And just because I like to do it, I'll see my fantasy about being a little boy in my boy's camp. And Lake put it in me, Wisconsin, where we would play with our balls all day long and um, take long showers and then rush to the mess hall where we would sing the theme song for Can't Put It In Me. And it goes something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Brady Bears and everyone. Did you know he's gay? Um, <laughs> did you get that from this stat? No, I love it how you like double, triple down, quadruple down. Um, so 26.2 miles are in, or 20, 26.2 miles in a marathon, and there's 3,280 feet in a mile. So 3,280 feet would be 6,560 passes. If you want to break it down mathematically, um, <laughs> just for funsies, I do just for I funsies, do actually, yeah. Um, and I, I love the new premise of your idea with the announcers. It's brand new, and I think it brings a new, a, a whole new angle to your Dick Olympics. And I feel like it can go very far um, when you figure out like what voices you want to use, yeah. if you want to be yourself, the other person, and you have so many options to go with. So that's exciting. Yay! Thank you. Uh, I thought the measuring dick sucked is very interesting, but I didn't know why that's necessary. I, you don't say up front like why that's necessary for you to try and measure, like. Well, it's an existential question. It's it's like and um, dick size matters. That's why. Yes, yes, dick sucking matters. Thank you. Well, I think if but you explain like why, like, or just give your character why that's important to you to try and like figure that question out. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Like, funnier as you try and do that math. And then okay. we all go along that journey with you. Thank you. Kind of yeah, I love that. Thank you. I think that adds to what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to say to you was uh, two things. Uh, one, you got to come out strong, which I don't want this to sound negative. You got to yeah. come out strong with the, I suck cock. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it matters to you. You know what I mean? That's your jam. That's what you do. No problem. Okay. But you came out kind of like, uh, 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 you know about it? Yeah. And it's like, that's not you. You suck cock and God bless you. You know, Thank someone's got to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here for you. Right. And I, and and I feel like that is like like the way you come in with that is yeah. like it, it sets up that entire bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then and you're not going to use this part if you ever use it, but you're not going to use it every time because it's not always going to happen. When somebody comes in and says, "Look at you," when somebody comes in and, and and then tells you like the 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 measurement thing, and you were like, "Somebody knows math," you should be like, "See, somebody sucks cock." You know what I mean? Oh, I love so, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm. What do I know? God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I loved it because I love second dick too. But oh um, my god! Thank also, you. nobody finished prematurely. 
I oh, think yeah. finishing prematurely yeah. is important. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then um, also, if maybe you make reference when you're doing the marathon math to how many days you've been alive. So if you've done suck this many miles of cock, you oh. know, but you've only been alive this many days, you, it would be yeah, kind of I a quick it. reference for us. Oh, I love audience. that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thank you. Anybody else? Oh, go ahead. Yes. What he said. I really loved the premise as as I do every, yeah, I love the premise. I think I got a little confused when you were confused or maybe yeah, I was members confused. of the audience was confused. I think if, if every single different measurement is getting larger and larger and larger uh -huh, yeah. until eventually you sucked your way around planet Earth or something like that. That is kind of the initial premise, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yay. Escalated. Thank yeah. you. Put your hands together, buddy, for Brady Pearson! And keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, Newman Shock! Yay! Sup, guys? Uh, thanks, dude. I don't know your name, but you're cool. Uh, I really want a girlfriend. I, I want a girlfriend, man. Like, it's hard. I want to do like cute girlfriend shit like you know I want to take pictures and go on dates and shit like that I'm eventually gonna cheat on this girlfriend though like I really am I've been, th <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about cheating on this girlfriend I don't have and I've realized um I'm only gonna cheat on my girlfriend for the right reasons you know like I'm gonna be very like I'm gonna be a good boyfriend about cheating like I'm only gonna cheat on my girlfriend if she thinks I'm cheating and I'm not you know, then I'm going to cheat on her because I want to validate her feelings. Like, I'm going to be a good boyfriend like that, you know? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of reality TV recently. I love reality TV. Mostly because it makes me feel better about how I'm doing as a person, you know? Like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I'm not going to make rent this month. I'm really not going to make rent. Uh, but I was watching that show, uh, My Strange Addiction. Mark Neuer is a big fan of it. Um, so watching it, and I was watching this woman getting addicted to, like, licking urinals. I'm like, you know, my life is not that bad. Like, I'm doing pretty well for myself right now. That's how low the bar is. And um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm dumb. I'm pretty I'm pretty stupid. Then watch that show. Yeah, dude, I love you. Sorry I made you trip. Um, I was watching that show, uh, Naked and Afraid. And I was like, I'm not this stupid. Like, uh, I've been stupid before. I've never been stupid enough to walk into a forest completely naked, let a film crew broadcast me, you know? I don't know. Um, I was raised Muslim. You, I don't know if you guys can tell. Um, I was raised Muslim. And a uh, big thing about Muslims is that people think we're terrorists. And I realized that even if I was a terrorist, I would not be a good terrorist, you know? Like, I would be, like, late to the meetings. You know, you can't be late to an ISIS meeting. That's Like, 9-11, like, objectively speaking was very impressive planning wise you know like nobody was late to that meeting that was a very like and also like i listen to reggae you know like i don't think bin laden listens to reggae or listened i don't know like i, I can't imagine him like listening to like bob marley's jamming being like you know what i'm gonna kill thousands of people you know that's a very weird song <laughs> yeah i don't know um I've been uh, being with some like. Uh, do you guys have a favorite Christmas movie? No, you guys are all like eight. Christmas Story. Okay, pedophile. No, I'm just. Home Alone. 
All right, lot, lots of movies about kids. Picking up a vibe here. Godfather? That's a Christmas movie? Really? Godfather and Elf. Those two are in the same category, but um, my favorite Christmas movie is um, uh, Christmas with the Cranks. And if you don't know what that is, they, that, that's basically this like Tim Allen movie where um, Tim Allen and his wife decide to go on a cruise ship instead of celebrating Christmas. And their entire neighborhood gangs up on them, forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway. And the reason why that's my favorite Christmas movie is because it's my favorite horror movie as well. Because as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood ganging up on me, forcing me to celebrate Christmas, is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, they put Tim Allen in brown face and called him, like, uh, Tim Conn or something. That would be my get out, you know? Goodbye. Newman shock, everyone! He's gonna cheat on his girlfriend when he gets a girlfriend. Uh, FYI, I hope you do get a girlfriend so that you can cheat on her. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I feel like when you're doing that bit about Osama and like reggae, you should like act it out a bit. I don't know. I can't really do like a an accent of Bin Laden, you know? Cause, yeah, but yeah. Well, I can't because like you know, I, I'm not racist, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so like I don't know, like doing. Do a bit where like Osama's like listening to reggae, thinking about murdering people. I would. There's something about things you can be late to. I think you kind of can write into it like make a list of things you can be late to and things you can't be late to, and then see where you can fit that into the stuff the stuff that you've written. Uh, you said uh, Osama bin Laden would never listen to Bob Marley. Then you like use jamming, like he'd never listen to jamming, but he probably would listen to like I Shot the Sheriff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clap your hands together, everybody, for Newman! Yay! All right, We've got another lady. I'm so excited uh, that there's female energy in the house tonight. Clap your hands together for Karen Braswell. Yay! Hey, guys. Um, I have some exciting news. I know things have been a little quiet recently. You know, still staying home a lot. But um, I have a stalker. Woo! Right? Oh, my God. This woman has been texting me saying all these things that I'm stealing her husband. I'm getting these messages like, you floozy, don't try to break up my family, you, um, you nasty, downright homewrecker. Yeah. I'm like, what is this, the 1950s? <laughs> and this is San Francisco. I thought everybody was just Polly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've gotten dozens of messages now, and I can't trace them. They're spoofed. Um, and I can't just block the number. It comes from a different number every time. So much for smartphones. Right? They know all this stuff about me, my first name, my last name, my bra size, and I'm just at my wit's end with it. It really freaks me out. Like, go around town thinking, like, who could do this to me? You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you have any ideas of, like, who would be stalking me like this? Right? I know, it's scary. So I'm thinking maybe it's a wrong number. Like, this poor soccer mom somewhere is all pissed. I want to be there for her. Like, yeah, girl, let's go to brunch and talk about it. 
or um, maybe it's just um, somebody who has an ax to grind. I mean, my name is Karen. I do ask for the manager a lot. <laughs> or maybe somebody stole my picture, made a fake dating profile, and got real men to write the messages, and then their real wives got pissed at them and got pissed at me. And I'm thinking, like, I don't get a lot of messages on the dating apps. Those are hard. I just, I don't get it. Like, if um, the picture works, then what does it say about my conversational skills? I don't know. Um, this accusation, though, is just so not true. Now, I um, was raised Catholic. Um, and I just um, feel guilty getting to second base, even. Like one time, I stole a second base. I felt so bad about it, I ran back to first base. I go to confession, like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. He's like, Karen, is that you? I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, get out of here. You got nothing. The last time, it was nothing. So, um, if you really want to have something to tell me about at confession, try mixing the communion wine and Ambien and give me your Tinder password. So I've done a lot of dumb things though, but uh, this is not one of them. Like nothing that would get me into this kind of trouble with some woman. I mean, I, um, in driver's ed, I crashed the, into a parked car, um, but I've never crashed into a parked man. You know, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, my stalker threatened to expose me at work. And I'm like, finally, someone's gonna know I work there. That's great. My boss will notice um, it, that I'm able to balance my busy professional life and some toward affair. Time management, people. And um, they'll think if she's out there stealing husbands, she can steal business from the competition, yeah. So I'm just trying to break the glass ceiling one blowjob at a time. And then I'll have something to talk about in confession. Right, Brady? Yeah. Um, not gonna lie though, I feel a little bit like Julia Roberts having a stalker, you know, being accused of all of these things. Or at least Jada Pinkett Smith going after men like that. Um, so, I mean, still trying to figure out what's going on, still freaked out by it, and it's been a couple of days. So I text back, I'm like, hey guys, um, it's been a little bit, uh, I miss you. And just like that, the message has stopped. Karen Braswell, just like that, the messages yeah. stopped. Uh, first off, I'm sorry your name is a slur now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, um, I think you should flip it with your sto whole anecdote about uh, this woman accusing you. Say you did be a homewrecker. Flip it. You, you mentioned the bra size, and I think that um, it could be that your stalker is actually like Victoria's Secret or some Ooh. someone that's trying to get you to buy something, like possibly. Uh, that's the only thing I could think of of like who would constantly be texting you? Someone that would like someone that would want you to buy something. Um, and and then my other thing was maybe it's your priest, but you brought it back to the priest, so I appreciated that. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, I like how you played off your name at some point uh, during the set. And I wonder if that's like an interesting way 
to open up because like as soon as people hear Karen, they're gonna like think something, right? You know, like I feel like there's there's like a joke there about like, hi, my name's Karen. Like I don't call the cops on black people, but <laughs> managers are important, you know. Like I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> One more comment, yes. I really enjoyed your premise. I'm just wondering if you can get to the Julia reference. There's the tension seems lost at the end of the joke. Mm, then okay. it, do you know what I mean? I feel like if you're like, oh my god, I feel really important. You're like, that I like Julia, like uh, Julia Roberts, blah 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 blah. Because I have a stalker or something like that. Because I felt like when you name dropped it, it was good, but I felt like it was at the end of the joke. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, thanks, guys. Clap your hands, everybody. Karen Braswell. Yay. Yay. Um, Ian, I feel terrible. So that we can fit everybody in, we're going to have to not have comments for you. So sorry. So for the rest of the night, um, people do three minutes of jokes. And at three minutes, you'll hear the horn. And then we will uh, go on to the next comic. And we'll fit everybody in. Don't worry at all. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ian Langland. Thank you, everybody. Not giving me comments. Fuck you, Pam! No. Uh, thank you. That's what means so nice to me. What the hell? Is it make a wish or something? I, um... I just went snowboarding this weekend. Does anybody, anybody do that snowboard ski? Uh, don't, don't do it. Um, really, don't do it. You're gonna, it was my first time. Fell every single time. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain. It hurts everywhere. I feel like I've been hanging out with Brady and his friends because my ass hurts. Um, and if all your friends who have salary jobs ask you to go, don't go again because it is also very expensive. Uh, a lot of money drained for doing not a lot and uh, feeling emasculated watching yourself just fall all the time. And it feels really bad when you're like really confident and you're going down the hill and then you fall and then like six like little eight-year-olds pass you by. <laughs> and you just have to tell yourself that everything's gonna be okay, but it's not. Uh, and also, uh, when you go up the hill, they don't have stairs. Um, you can't, you gotta go down. You, uh, uh, there's, uh, there's no other way. You, you have to go. There's, they don't have an escalator. They have the ski lifts, but you have to get to the ski lifts. Um, and my friends, they like, they're like out there. I don't have a lot of jokes here. I'm just talking, but um, you just you go out there for like ten hours, and it's like you have to tell yourself you're having fun. But I'm like just like waiting for lunch the entire time. It's like I don't know. It was cool though. It was a fun experience. But uh, yeah, again, I just feel like I lost money and I'm in pain now. So that's cool. Okay, um, I'm a. I feel like a, I am a beta. Which is, I, you know, it's something I've denied for a long time, but it's so blissful to just accept that you're a beta. All my betas out there, you know what I'm saying. Some of you are in denial, but it's cool. When you're a beta, there's less stakes in life, okay? You don't have to deal with as much shit. You see a lady getting robbed, you don't have to do anything. Just film it, put it on YouTube, you know? <laughs> you get the cred. You don't, have to, you don't have to help out. So much, it's so, like so much better. And also, I, you know, I've tried. I've tried to do like, because a lot, like alphas take charge. They do shit. You know, they do shit their way. And I, I, I've tried to do stuff like that, but it always backfires on me. Like one time I was going into a Starbucks and this homeless guy was like, hey man, can you buy me a coffee? And I was like, no, sorry. And he was like, ah, it's okay, whatever. And I go in and I'm like, you know what, Ian? You're going to take charge of your life. You're going to get this guy a coffee. 
So I got him a black coffee, grande, because I'm nice, okay? I had some money to spend that day. I got him a grande, and then, you know, I put in sugar in the raw, put in half and half. I was really giving him the works. Go back outside, I give him the coffee, he goes, oh, I don't take cream and sugar. That's what he says to me. And he goes, I'm good. And he denied my coffee. And from that point on, I was like, fuck homeless people. I'm a beta, and I give up on life. Thank you very much. I've been Ian Langlands. Ian Langlands. And he gave a minute back to the room. He is a kind man trying to buy. You can always buy me coffee, Ian, and I like cream and sugar. And even if I didn't, I still would say thank you. Your next comedian. I'm glad that he's here. It's been a while since I've seen him. Clap your hands together for Darren Busing. All right. It's nice to get out and doing these live shows again after all that time we were stuck on Zoom. Uh, it has led to some awkward situations, though. A couple months ago, I walked, you know, I went to introduce to myself to a guy I saw at a live mic that I had only seen on Zoom before. He happens to be Chinese-American, and he looked at me and said, Dude, we've never met. I know a lot of us might look the same to you people. I was shocked, man. I'm not racist. I'm just forgettable. Trust me, I identify as placebo. If you think anything important is going on here, I trust you. It's purely a mirage. Uh, been catching up on a lot of stuff on the uh, streaming networks like everybody else finally got through the Mandalorian. I know it's been out a while. I got me to read about the original Star Wars movie. And I read that originally the, uh, the original vision was supposed to be, be kind of sexy, kind of wild. So glad someone talked sense into George Lucas. I don't need to see some robot sex slave rolling around servicing the rebels on demand. Poor R2, me too. It's not the droid I'm looking for. Can you imagine decades of nerds debating whether Han Solo came first? Oh. <laughs> it's the third one that got you people. Uh, so <laughs> so the popular culture is starting to, uh, or a political culture is starting to influence popular culture a little bit. So Hamilton's got in trouble for not being anti-slavery enough, and the Simpsons got all that heat for their Apu character. I am really glad they didn't mess with my childhood favorites. Because if the social justice warriors tried to retcon uh, Charles Schultz in the Peanuts comic strip, Charlie Brown would definitely be an incel. <laughs> I mean, everyone treated him like shit, and forget about phone numbers, the little redhead girl wouldn't even give Chuck her name. That is cold. Really, it was just a matter of time before they found Lucy in a trunk with a football shoved up her ass. <laughs> and it was cops in that goddamn town. As soon as they saw the football, they immediately suspected Franklin. Some fucked up shit, man. Why don't they spend a little less time profiling the only normal kid in that entire town and a little more time trying to shut down Pigpen's meth lab? So uh, you can read online about, um, you know, the titled baby booners and whiny millennials. People don't write about Generation X much. That's because we're quietly writing those articles. Um, you didn't see, like, the CEO of MySpace getting his asshole before Congress, did you? Nah, he cashed out. Social media is all yours, Mark. Enjoy the white supremacists, you stupid mother zucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I've got a couple uh, college buddies who are on the uh, dating sites. I am not sorry I missed that. Anyone out there enjoy that, Dental Liars? Nah, 
I mean, dudes have to worry about getting catfished, but women have to worry about fishing stories all the time. Like, really? Is it that big? Then he offered to send you proof? That's not better. That's not an improvement. Back in the day, we didn't have to deal with such online shenanigans. We just walked into bars and lied to each other's faces like adults. All right, that's my time. Thanks. Yay! Darren Busing. Some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Your next comedian. Super funny guy, put your hands together for Nick Scarpino. Keep it going for your uh, host, Pam Benjamin. Coming in with some dynamite drop-ins. I love that, Pam. Always good to hear your voice, the disembodied voice from behind the booth. It was awesome hearing Mark Neuer's voice, too. For a second, I thought it was me. He sounds a lot like me, and I was like, am I talking right now? (laughs) One of us is high. How we doing tonight, everyone? Feeling good? Yay! A couple things about me, in case you didn't know. I'm married. Any married people out there? Darren, you married? Right on. How long have you been married for? 30 months. 30? Fuck me, okay. That went from that was like a range of emotions. I was like proud of you, and then kind of sad for you at the end of that. I was like, 31 years—that's your whole life. Is that what I'm staring down? Nah, I love, I love my wife, but she's um, my wife is taller than me. She's an inch taller than me, uh, which is kind of like I'm not quite sure why she married me. I think the only thing I can think of is that she really likes disappointment, and I really like women's volleyball. <laughs> and like she messes with me too, man. She loves she loves fucking with me. She puts stuff on like the higher shelf that she knows I can't reach. And then, like, right as I'm about to leave the house, like, right as I was about to leave the house tonight, she was like, hey, Nate, can you, uh, can you grab another roll of uh, a toilet paper off the top shelf there? And I was like, babe, you know I can't grab another roll of toilet paper off that top shelf. <laughs> okay. That one never does well, Kelly. It never fucking does well. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she does West with me, though, man. Sometimes I will... Uh, I'll try to buy stepping stools on Amazon, and we share the same Amazon account. Do you guys share the same Amazon account with your wife? Yeah, it's the same thing, right? You do. Everyone's just one account. I'll put a stepping stool on, and then all of a sudden, I'll look at it. It'll have been taken off. It'll be canceled. She's like, why do you need stepping stools? I was like, for my pride. That's why. For my pride. I don't know. Do you remember the first time, uh, one of the first times I fell in love with my wife, though, was when uh, I was going to my buddy's bachelor party, and we were all going to a strip club. And I was, like, kind of apprehensive to tell my wife for the first time that I was going to a strip club, right? Because it's not something that, you know, you got to broach that topic most of the time very sensitively with, with your wife. All my other friends were like, oh, dude, I didn't even tell my wife. And I was like, well, I'm going to be honest. We're going to a strip club. My wife was like, cool, don't spend too much money, and don't stain your pants. That was, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is going to be good. I do hate bachelor parties, though. The first bachelor party I ever went to was the worst experience of my life. You, have you been to a bachelor party yet, sir? No? Good for you. I, I respect that you're just like, no one's going to drive a car into here because of this outfit that you're wearing. It's really great. Very reflective. No bicycles. No, we're not in danger here. Uh, first bachelor party I ever went to, uh, we barely had enough money to get a stripper to come to the hotel room, and nobody remembered anything to play music on. This is back in the day. Uh, so the best we could do is just turn on the clock radio in the corner. And like you guys haven't lived until you've seen a stripper dance her way through a one eight seven seven cars for kids commercial. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that stays with you. One of these days I'm gonna figure out an end to that joke. How do we feel about this? What if we sang it and then I stripped and I just kinda like danced on the pole? Do we feel good? Let's try it. One eight seven seven cars for kids. 
K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. Did that work out today? I don't know. Okay, hey, thank you guys so much for your time. I do, actually, real quick, I want to say something. We were at a mic together the other day, uh, and, and, and Mike Whitaker got a ticket, and Sydney put on, um, she, she grouped us all together and said, hey, Mike got a ticket. Uh, if you guys want to throw some, some, what's that? Was it Orion? I thought it was you. Oh, never mind then. Hey, shout out to Orion for doing that. But everyone came together and gave uh, Mike Whitaker some money. And that was really, really cool. We gave him more than the ticket. And that was really nice because he, he doesn't get paid for that, Mike. So just remember, everyone, sometimes Pam uh, needs more money. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, thanks Garpino. Thanks, Garpino. I never have tickets because I don't drive a car because I got a DUI 14 years ago and I'll never drive again because I'm a responsible adult. Like your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher. Me, responsible. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I, I always have a, a weird fear that I'm just going to get up here one day and just start talking and then just start pissing my pants immediately. Does anybody else have that? <laughs> Been doing this for like way too long, but it's still or something. I'm just gonna like start talking, just get just drench, just piss everywhere. Some some weird fear like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, man, it is always. I'm glad Nick brought that up. That was a nice little story from last week. You know, you know, I, there was another nice little story from last week too. Did you guys see that? Um, that Italians they have a Senate. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't. That was the first thing I learned, right? And then uh, during the Italian Senate meeting, they were doing it through Zoom, and somebody just blasted 30 seconds of hentai porn for the Italian senators to watch. Like, for, like so 30 seconds, that's like a lot. Of, that's a lot of porn. That's a full session of porn, you know? And, yeah, that's, yeah, coming 30 seconds, yeah. Uh, but the funniest, I think, I think the weirdest thing is that was like world news, you know? And I was like, if you just told me that, I would have just assumed that that's what every Italian Senate hearing was, right? Just... Weird Italian guys just sharing the creepiest porn they could find. I just would assume that that's what every meeting of those guys would be. It's like, did you see this, Giuseppe? <laughs> it's Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. And that's what they were watching. It's pretty cool. I, uh, I, like, uh, I met my first anti-vaxxer uh, a couple days ago, which is pretty cool. Yeah, this guy was... I was uh, in my office, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to get the vaccine. I'm like, well, I don't want to talk to you anymore, so we're good. <laughs> and so we were talking, and uh, it, it's you can, you'd admit, like, getting, getting the vaccine's good, but the way that we're selling it's not the best, you know? Like, the saying we have to convince people to get the vaccine is like, well, I believe the science, you know? Like, I, like that's cool you believe in science, but that's not a convincing argument. It's not like science is always good, you know what I mean? Like, like science did the Holocaust, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like science made sure the trains were running on time and did Zyklon B and, you know, Nazis love science. Eugenics was a science. That's not a cool thing to believe in. Don't believe in, you don't believe in that. That's not fun. <laughs> it isn't fun. It's bad. Uh, fucking A, man. There was, um, I was in a, a like my parents have like a little cabin and there's a, a snowmobile run by it uh, that's like one of the most dangerous snowmobile runs in the world called Terminal Cancer. And so, yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, if you go on, you can go watch it on YouTube. People just gun up this thing because it's like they take their snowmobiles and they go up into this little narrow crevice and then to go down, it's like another steep grade this way. So you have to like walk a snowmobile down like a hill, and this is what rich people do. And it's just, it's just, it's just fun to hear that, like, you know, if you have enough money, even terminal cancer is a fun little vacation. You know, it's not just an option. No. Okay, 
was riding the bus a little bit ago, and that's how you know something good's about to happen. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, oh, did you get a million dollars? No, it was something shitty and horrible was about to happen to me. So I was watching a video on uh, my phone, and I had my headphones in, and it had a cord attached to it, and somebody was in the bus, and this, this person grabbed the headphone cord into the full bus, and just goes, yo, this motherfucker's watching porn! <laughs> and you can't come back from that when that happens. Because if you try and fight, you know, you can't just be like, no, I wasn't, because then people are like, you, you were, you were watching porn. That's it. That's what happens. And uh, that's all. Bye. Yay! John Gallagher! Watching porn on the bus, like a responsible adult your next comedian clap your hands wildly for kelly evans Yay! thank you thank you um i uh i've been doing zoom therapy lately i don't know if anybody else is doing therapy over zoom you guys doing that okay uh too enthusiastic i don't feel the same way i just feel like your therapist shouldn't be able to work from home it's they're too comfortable my, my therapist asked me if she could eat a sandwich during one of our sessions yeah i was like you know you can because you know i have a problem saying no to people all right i told you that in fucking confidence you bitch and uh yeah so fuck that um i'm gonna kill myself so uh Anyway, uh, I was just, we were just talking about porn, I think, and uh, everybody has like a different style of porn they like or like way to watch porn. I like to fast forward to the good parts because I want it to be realistic, you know? I want it, to, okay, it ends quickly. Um, anyway, uh, and then uh, I'm gonna waste some time on this last part. Uh, I, uh, I was reading recently that they say like they think uh, TV actually affects children far more than like they previously had imagined and I really hope not because uh, I grew up in the 80s and all our cartoons were absolutely insane they were just wild cocaine fueled advertisements for plastic dolls and body dysmorphia like I did steroids for a reason you know and uh, yeah anyway it was I mean Care Bears they shoot love out of their stomach at people it's a bit aggressive it's, it's a little strange of a concept uh, He-Man, I don't know if anybody's seen He-Man before. Yeah, very creative title, you know? He-Man, we nailed it. <laughs> Fucking got it, you know? Which is, it's a weird car, I mean, it's like Hitler's wet dream became like a slightly, uh, like, slightly homosexual version of like a fantasy dream quest, you know? Like, <laughs> It is the fucking bizarre show, and uh, they're like, I don't know what they pitched that. Like, they're like, we have a character, and his entire outfit is fur boots, a speedo, and a leather harness. We're like, who? This is for kids? Like, can be. Sure, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Th Thundercats was also fucked up. Thundercats was just the, probably the reason why I'm slightly turned on by a tabby. Um, anyway. <laughs> And uh, it's my neighbors. Uh, anyway, so, but it's like, it's, God, Thundercats, just such a weird, it could just be cute cats on Adventures, but they had to, like, make them all super ripped and in no clothing and with bulges for some reason. I was like, why do they, why does Lion-O have a bulge? And, you know, the names are just so, like, very creative. Lion-O, Tigra, and then Snarf, which is just the noise of doing cocaine off one of the scripts, I assume, because it's a lot of cocaine involved um but the one that i love the most and uh i think maybe some of you will have watched gi joe did anybody watch gi joe as a kid yeah 
And I love G.I. Joe because there was always a moral at the end of the story. It wasn't actually attached to the show at all. It was just the random PSA they would put at the end. And it would either be, like, for the dumbest kids alive, like, hey, don't mix poison in your Kool-Aid, kids. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I fucking, if they did, maybe that was what was meant to be, you know? Um, and then, or they would just, like, go so far over your head, like, the only kids who would understand it were reading, like, Foreign Affairs Monthly or something. Like, hey, kids, remember... Israel's a recognized state, okay? The PLO are terrorists. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's my time. Thanks. Kelly Evans! Yay! Is Jason King still here? Jason King, Jason King? Is he here? Did he leave? He was just there? Jason King, Jason King? Did he? Did, uh, do we have an affirmative, negative? Jason, no, he left? Okay. Oh, we, we can't tell. Okay, because Denise... Uh, isn't here. Let's go to Brandon Daly. No, no, not you. You're the other one. I'm sorry. I don't know your guys' name yet. So Michael Latang. Michael. There he is. Hey, everybody. Michael Latang. Yeah. Hello. How's it going, San Francisco? How's it going, y'all? How's it going? How many people here? Let me check. I know there's a lot of white people. How many people here, here from the hood? Hood? Anybody? <laughs> hey, the hood's all around. Where the hood is here. Um... One thing about the hood, if you don't know about the hood, is um, there's a lot of corner stores, and usually the guy sweeping in front of the corner store is not mentally healthy. <laughs> He's not all the way there. He either can't speak in complete sentences, or, um, or like, okay, so let me give you an example. My local uh, broom guy of the corner store, he catcalled my dog. <laughs> I'm just walking my dog one morning, and I'm like just trying to knock a shot, and he, you know, is like, Come here, come here, buddy, come here, buddy. And I'm just like, can you not see? One, I'm trying to walk my dog. Two, it's a dog. Another thing about the hood is the wisest guy in the hood is, in fact, the owner of the corner store. He's always got the best advice and he's always selling the best alcohol, of course. So, like, I go in there one day and I'm just like, oh, man. I don't have a job and the economy is terrible. He's like, are you kidding? The, the economy is amazing. <laughs> like, he's like, his whole theory is that everybody's just lazy. And so that's why, like, there's so many jobs available. And I'm just like, he's, and then he makes a really good point is that laziness is a sin. And then I'm just like, well, dude, like, that's why I'm here, because I'm, I'm lazy. And I'm just trying to get some hot puffs right now. And all good. But another thing I love to see on the streets is a, a Harvard license plate or like a college license plate, SFSU, Harvard. And then in the car has dents in it. I'm just like, I thought you were smarter than that, dude. Like, now you have dents in your car. Yeah. Hold on. You, a lot of you guys wrote it down. I see why you do that. So this is not a text I'm checking right now. This is not a text I'm taking. Oh, another thing I see in the hood all the time is my neighbor who's got a DUI. Um, so one, one fun fact is I, I realized my dad thought I was gay this whole time. And um, I figured that out when we were at Five Guys. He's like, oh, well, you're hanging out with all those gay kids and all those gay skaters. And, uh, you know, I thought the same for you. But I also realized it's because of this guy this neighbor of mine who has a DUI that he thought I was gay. So he's got this breathalyzer test. You got to like blow in it all the time. And every time I drive home, he's like, hey, Mike, Mike, come over here. Come to my car. You see this thing? Blow it till it click. So I don't know if you guys have anyone taken a breathalyzer test. Uh, you have, uh, there, yeah. So you have to literally, 
actually you have to blow in this thing until it clicks so i could just imagine like my parents like you know in the house looking at the nice neighborhood uh that they chose to move into seeing their son like just bend over in this pickup truck blowing something um unsuccessfully because i just don't know how to use this thing like i've surprisingly enough in college like i've never gotten a dui but yeah oh another thing you see in the hood pregnant people and so um when you're sitting on the actually like <laughs> no phones dude come on what's up <laughs> but um black history month is coming up and so one of my most proudest like one of the people i really look up to is rosa parks right so um I'm sitting on the bus, and this pregnant lady walks over to me, and she's like, um, you know what she's famous for, right? Is like sitting in the front of the bus. So this lady walks over to me, and she's like, um, excuse me, um, I'd like to have this seat. You know, the bus is full, and I, I have to refuse. I'm like, no, I think Rosa Parks fought for my right to sit here. And then she asked me again, oh, can you, you know, I'm pregnant, uh, that kind of hurts. And then I kind of offer an ultimatum. I'm like, well, um, is the baby mixed at all? <laughs> and um, I eventually had to move to the back of the bus, like I will right now. Thank you guys so much. Michael Latang, yay! Hooray! Thanks for coming, new guy. You're next comedian, super funny. Glad he's here. Clap your hands together for Jason King. Hey, yeah, give it up for uh, Pam, everybody, please. Yeah. Woo! Uh, last guy was talking about things you see in the hood. You wanna know something you don't see in the hood? Me. <laughs> 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 no, not me. I, uh, let's see, I, I recently dislocated my shoulder because I went too hard while Harlem shaking. Yeah. Uh, I went to the doctor, he was like, Jason's a young man who recently dislocated his shoulder by uh, living in the past. <laughs> I, I'd like to recommend uh, 12 weeks of dance lessons. <laughs> Starting with two hops this time. Yeah. You know, one, one thing I learned about being in a, I learned from like being in a sling is that like, white people were still afraid of me. <laughs> right? Like I was walking down the street, this white dude was walking behind me, he like passes in front of me. Then he gets so scared that he crosses the street. Then a white dude stabbed him twice. <laughs> Once with each arm. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. Uh, you know, one thing that I hate, I hate the fact that like black dudes are fetishized, but we're like rarely seen as a long-term option, you know? <laughs> Do you have hair now? Oh shit, dude. That's wild, bro. Okay, cool, fuck. All right, uh, anyway, I hate the fact that like black dudes are fetishized, but we're rarely seen as a long-term option, you know? Like how often do you hear a white woman say, I want a big black kid? I love that. Cause you're white and they'll come back to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, y'all probably hear that as much as I hear white women say, come in me. <laughs> all right, there's a reason that the girl who wants to say the N-word in bed only lets you come on her chest, all right? 
and it's not because she's freaky. Uh, <laughs> I keep <laughs> I keep seeing videos of like women at their wedding, like getting married to Chads, like with the meanest Millie Rocks I've ever seen. You know how many black cocks you had to run through to get that icy with the Millie Rock? <laughs> fucking whipping and nay-naying and fucking saying goodbye to all the black guys you never introduced to your dad. <laughs> Why do my moves make it but not me? <laughs> all right, a lot of people say comedy comes from trauma. <laughs> the timing of that. Was ridiculous. Right? I was when I was younger. I got beat by my dad. Oh my god! Now a lot of people say comedy comes from trauma, you know. But I was funny before I got raped. All right, and I. And I got raped by a girl, so I know it was because of my personality. <laughs> you know, a lot of times I'll go on these forums that like women have for like support, and I'll read you know the comments for support. And a lot of times women will be like, "You're so strong, you're so powerful," and I'm like, "Maybe a little too strong, <laughs> you know? Maybe lay off the weights so dudes don't get raped." <laughs> All right, guys, my time. Thank you very much. Jason King, everyone. Hooray. All right, Denise and David still haven't made it yet. So next on the list is Kyle Morrissey. Yay. Yeah. Um, I ran into my ex-girlfriend when I was with my current girlfriend recently. And here's the thing. I only have... One ex. I said my ex, not an ex. I have one ex-girlfriend. It was her, and then it was the person I'm with now, and I didn't date anybody in between. So when we ran into her out in front of the Tacolicious, uh, my girlfriend was like, well, I guess we're about to figure out why. Because the odds of that happening are just... When you have one ex, it's just so low. Like I remember reading a Ripley's Believe It or Not article... It said, uh, did you know that in the early 1900s, there were only two automobiles in the entire state of Ohio, and they still managed to crash into each other? And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right, Ripley. Uh, <laughs> did, did the newer automobile also start passive-aggressively talking shit about the older one uh, after everybody drove off? Because that's basically what I dealt with. Oh, I didn't realize you used to drive a 96 Toyota Tercel. <laughs> What do you want from me? It, it was my first car. It was an automatic. <laughs> it was an automatic. The only reason I'm intimidated by Jason when he's in a sling is because he's so buff that I thought he was just beating up another fellow white person. Okay? That's, that's just why I was like, ooh. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of uh, video games in the pandemic. Uh, not any more or less than before. That's just how I... I uh, there's this one online uh, game that I've been... It's like a World War II game that, that I have been enjoying lately where you gotta, you gotta like, talk into your headset to communicate with the people you're playing with. And I don't know if you guys remember World War II, but there were only two sides. Uh, and sometimes the computer does not put you on the American team. So... <laughs> So so I, I'm with a bunch of other random guys on Xbox, random guys on Xbox, and we're running around as Nazis, and some of them are a little too good at it. Uh, 
I just I it's very I feel bad and so it, it's it's very reassuring when I hear the Nazi next to me be like, hey, shoot those fucking fools, essay. It's like, oh, thank God. Okay, I thought, I thought I don't know I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I uh I got I got in I proposed to my girlfriend during the quarantine. Um, thank thank you. That wouldn't have been possible unless she thought everyone was gonna die. Uh, but. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing because once we realized we were going to do it, it became stressful. Like we immediately started like arguing about how to do it. Like we even got into an argument about like like which diamond ring to get her. And we, we, we argued about that was the big one. We argued about it for like weeks and then it was it was exhausting. So we finally settled on the one that she wanted. And when the jeweler was like, well, good choice. This diamond is actually conflict free. I was like, no, it's fucking not, dude. <laughs> it's, there's a significant amount of conflict now surrounding this diamond. I happen to, there's a civil war in my apartment for the last two weeks. This is a blood diamond now. Um, she knew, she knew I was going to uh, propose to her because we talked about it and I obviously, I do this a lot, and so the one thing she told me was like, look, if you're going to do it, please don't try to make it funny. Just please, please take it seriously for just five minutes. And I was like, Jesus, tough crowd. Uh, I'll do what I can. And let me tell you guys, the moment I got down on uh, my knee, that was the worst set of stand-up comedy I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, other than this one, but it was, I mean, just bomb for eight minutes straight, just tears streaming down her face. <laughs> All right, my name is Kyle Morrissey. Thank you. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. All right, I'm super excited for your next comedian. Everybody, uh, keep clapping those hands for Sydney McIntyre. Hey, hey, hey. Is this on? Hello. How are we doing, Mutiny Radio? How's everyone doing? Let's hear some clapping. Let's hear some joy. Good. Good. I started applying to new jobs, you guys. Clap it up for that. Yeah. Yeah, comedy's not cutting it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so broke. Um, so I'm like, you know, looking at the application, and I scroll down to the disability section, okay? There's a disability section you fill out. Some of them make sense, like if I'm blind, right? Okay, that's, you know, it's going to make it harder for me than the average Joe, something the employer should know about. But um, I hate that they're like, if you say yes uh, to a disability, this will not affect your application. You think if I'm blind, missing four limbs, and deaf, that it's not going to affect the application? Go fuck yourself. I know we're in the Bay Area and everyone wants to live in a fairy tale, but you know, it's time to wake up, people. Here's, here's my issue with this disability section. Why do employers need to know if you have AIDS? It says AIDS slash HIV is a disability. Why is this relevant? If you say yes, the employer is going to be like, well, she's hot. But um, I guess that takes her off the list for sexual harassment opportunities. I don't, I don't know. There, there's literally no point to knowing this. Like, why do companies need to know? You come into work, someone comes in with bleeding gums. They're like, here, try some of my iced tea. It's pomegranate flavored. For those of you that are slower, pomegranate is a red color. Okay, red color, hence the bleeding gums. No, okay. 
or like, you know, hey, Susan, you can't blow up the balloons for the company party because Jim came in your mouth during lunch. Oh, is this relating? Yeah, get it because, you know, you transfer AIDS via blood or semen. Okay, does it make sense to you guys? It does, yeah, right, okay. Or last one, you know, if you cut your finger, please do not put your fingers in anyone's mouth or we're going to have to let you go, Bob. I don't know. I don't know what companies think is going to happen. Do they think people with AIDS are going to trick other people into giving AIDS? Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe. You know, maybe. I don't know. We're not at a rave. I'm not going to stick you with an AIDS needle. <laughs> no, you know, I'm not. Um, is this too is this too harsh for everyone? Do we all have AIDS? Like, yeah, thank you, Pam. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you have it, I look at. I'm on the AIDS person side. I am like not understanding why this is a thing. For any of you guys wondering, I do not have AIDS. Okay, I want to <laughs> list that. I want to make that known. I know there's been a lot of, you know, hearsay they say about chlamydia. That, I did get chlamydia, but I don't have AIDS. Uh, so we're gonna work on this bit, and I'm gonna get it at one point. So um, with that being said, congrats on um, listening to this. My name is, <laughs> my name is Susan. You'll never see me again. Sydney McIntyre, everyone, yay! She's only got chlamydia, don't worry about it. It's fine, it's okay. Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. It's just location, location, location. Everybody chill the fuck out. Uh, your next comedian, what a funny lady she is. Put your hands together for Denise Lee, yay! Pam, where, where, where was my compliment for today? Am I not enough for you today? It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, so, so I was born and raised in a third world country Texas. Uh, so uh, I was back in the motherland last month and it's weird because people out there are not afraid of COVID at all, right? Like everyone walking into Walmart just kind of raw dogs it, the whole experience. Um, but, but yeah, like it, it's weird because like I think Walmart is basically just like a giant like sorority rush event for like COVID variants, right? Like you have someone who's like, oh, like I'm not gonna do it this year, not another Delta for me. And then they're like, oh, I think I'm probably gonna have to end up pledging like Delta Delta Omicron or something, right? Like I don't actually know if that is like a part of Greek life, right? Like I do not look like I was part of like a sorority, like I do not know, I do not think I look like someone who knows what a keg stand is. Uh, that is false, I looked it up on Wikipedia before this, I'm very well educated now. Um, but no, 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 you, like you look at me and you're like, she looks like someone who could uh, be in student government, right? Like, <laughs> she could, can't throw a mixer, but I can throw a pretty lit Susan G. Komen Race for the Cure fundraiser, right? Like. <laughs> If I was touching any red solo cups, it would only be for spelling out like bullshit words on a fence, like crack is whack or something. I don't know. Um, okay, so so my friend asked me like, when it comes to dating, like what's your checklist? And I was like, all right, here we go. Number one, preferably male. Number two, 
That's it. That's all it is. All right. <laughs> like I am very into the type of guy who is into me. All right. Like not not asking for a lot here. And I'm just trying to make up for lost time because I wasn't allowed to date in high school. My parents wouldn't let me date. Uh, and it's just such a stupid rule, right? Like, why does the age I date matter if nobody was interested in the first place? You know, like, I don't really think, like, age is, age is the problem there. But I'm just stating facts, right? Like, in high school, I was not 100% ugly. But I did look like the girl that you would find on the cover of the McGraw-Hill geometry textbooks, right? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's a bit triggering for most people. Clearly not some. <laughs> like, math is usually just not an aphrodisiac and, like, you know, <laughs> I just had a strong Pythagorean theorem aesthetic going on. Like, if anyone... If anyone tried to grow my butt, which they did not, like, they would just come in contact with, like, a TI-89 calculator, right? Not an ideal experience, pretty, pretty bumpy terrain to navigate. So, so what I'm trying to say here is, uh, if you're ever trying to deflect unwanted attention, just carry a calculator in your back pocket. Way more effective than pepper spray. I've tried it out before on the streets of San Francisco. All right, I'm Denise. Thank you. Wait. Yay, Denise Lee. Cam, can I have like a candy? Yes, please have okay, candy. Cool. You know what? And for Christmas, I, I'll get you a, a, a watch with a calculator on it, and that'll be it'll match your outfits and it'll scare people away. Everybody, clap again for Denise Lee. Yay. Um, your next comedian, I haven't met him before. Uh, Felipe Campos, is this you? Yeah. All right, put your hands together for, he's new to the room, everybody. Felipe Campos! New to the room. Is the volume good? Everybody hear me? How's it going, man? Good to see you. Look at me, man. I'm crazy. Um, this is a new, actually an old story, but it's a new story on the mic. Uh, it is a cautionary tale about doing too much acid and going to see Star Wars. Uh, it's actually just about four, just over four years ago. This is fall. Winter 2017, December 17th, 2017, it was the last week of my first semester in college, and we just finished a long finals week. I hadn't slept a lot, but, you know, me and my buddy were like, let's go do acid and see the new Star Wars that had just come out, uh, Force Awakens. I don't know if anybody's you know, a big fan. Uh, also, woo, yeah, hell yeah. Anybody know uh, who Thanos is? This is not super relevant, but it's relevant for like five seconds of the story. Big purple bodybuilder guy who wants to kill everybody. Cool. Um, so, anyways... We each take a tab. Uh, I talk a lot, which is why I'm trying to stand up. And as I'm talking a lot, uh, I spit out my tab. And I was like, okay, I got to find it. Can't find it. And I'm like, I don't want to trip. I'm going to see Star Wars. Fucking, I have to take another tab. Don't do that. Time your trips. Just don't take another tab. Not a good idea. Anyways, take another tab. We walk to uh, about 20 minutes to the theater. When we get there... I've forgotten why we're there. Uh, all I know is there's lights and people in a line. I'm like, all right, this sounds like the place I should be. I don't know why, but I feel the energy. <laughs> and we walk in, me and my buddy, we walk inside. He's also tripping balls, but he's only had one tap. I've had two. And um, so he's like my savior, my guide. I, we walk inside and we're like, we should probably get snacks before we go watch the movie. And uh, good call. 
And uh, we get in line. And at this point, he's also forgotten what we're doing. So we're just kind of following the back that's in front of us, like religiously, as we, like, yes, this is the way. And then we get to the front and he leaves and we're like, no, dad, where'd you go? And uh, and uh, we hear somebody calling loudly because we're just standing there. Like, okay, like for a sober person, we're just standing there, not sure what to do because we've forgotten social norms. Like I'm at the point where everything that i hear gets repeated like a reverb like it's just and i'm seeing it too like i'm seeing the sounds it's not good not a good time and anyways we realized this lady's calling for us to come get food and we, we go and uh we're like kind of trying to come up with words and we're like soda and she's like okay she goes she, we didn't even say what kind she's like i'm just gonna guess these guys are not having a good time and she grabs her coke colors or whatever comes back and stares at us again and we're like what and she's like money and we're like oh right we pay she gives us the thing we leave we go into the theater we because we took so long like the theater filled up so we had to sit in like the very front this is an imax theater and when you're sober already it kind of sucks like it takes up your entire field of view but when you're on acid you forget that anything else exists but the screen that's in front of you it's like literally takes up everything you're like this is all that exists but I'm looking at it and nothing's really happening. This guy walks in front of me and sits down next to me. I don't know him. My buddy's to my left. And I realized, shit, we forgot to buy a popcorn because we're on acid and we didn't buy popcorn. And the sober solution is to get up and go buy popcorn and then come back inside. However, I realized that the guy next to me who I don't know has popcorn. And my brilliant solution, because like when you're on acid, you're like a baby. You don't know how things work. You're like, that's what fucking. So I start to turn and my buddy's like, hey, man, what are you doing? I'm like, don't, I got it. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, hey, man. He's like, hi, random person. I'm like, hello. And I'm like, can I have some of your popcorn? And he was, I don't think I'd ever heard that question, but like, you don't expect some random person, like just fucking go buy. And, but I think he was like, this guy needs some help. Just here you go. So I take some, whatever. Anyways, the commercials start. And an Avengers Infinity War commercial comes on and Thanos comes out. And I forget that it's a commercial and I think it's a newscast on CNN of some big purple guy who's really into stones telling everybody he's here to kill half humanity. I freak out. I'm like, this isn't good. I got to get out of here. I turn to my friend. But I'm like, wait, what if he's in on it? I'm like, hey, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I get up. I try to go out the front of the theater. You can't do that. But I was like, dude, like that way. And he's like, all right, cool. Thanks, bro. I run, I, I walk out, and my brilliant idea is to sprint back to my dorm. And the, the rest of the story is funny, but I think I've just about run out of time. But that's my story. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yay! Felipe Campos. You have to come back next week and tell us the scintillating conclusion. Because usually, usually drug stories are boring and stupid, but that was actually really funny. I was very, I was super into it. No, I was. I was legitimately into his story. I forgot to honk him. I even gave him more time. Um, it was an accident. It ended on 420, though. <laughs> but it, your, your next... Oh, that's good. It was perfect. So that was a four minute and 20 second story. Um, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Cena. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, uh, make it up for, your, for yourselves tonight. Like one more round of applause. You guys all did fucking great, man. Oh, man. I'm about, I'm about to be like one of the last ones. You guys are probably going to make me look like shit. <laughs> Make some noise for Tia Selby, everybody, for Congress. I have no idea who the fuck this is, dude. She could be like an advocate for like child slave labor, and I just endorsed her like that. 
<laughs> no, nah, but anyways, uh, a lot of guys in here, I just noticed. Um, I don't know if any of you, uh, you guys, uh, this happens to you, but do you guys, like, zip up your pants prematurely after you guys take a piss? No? Just me? Just, oh, dude. Tell me I'm the only one here that just pissed his pants? Yeah, yeah, as you're pissing. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, that was a little uh, crowd work stuff. That was off the top, but let's go to the real jokes. Anyways, um, I just graduated from SF State, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I was on drugs most of the time, too. <laughs> yeah, um, there were a lot of international students there. Um, yeah, so uh, crazy thing about British people. Did you guys know that they were real? Because I did not, dude. I thought they were like a myth, like the Santa Claus or the unicorn. But nah, dude, I was a little disappointed because like, because like I found out they're regular people. You know, I thought they were all like fucking wizards with like monocles and they always like wear like fucking robes all the time. Nah, they showed up on bus. I thought they showed up through broom, through like brooms or something. <laughs> Anyways, all right, that joke sucked, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, all my exes are bisexual. Um, they all identify as she, they. Um, you know that doesn't that doesn't really mean I'm like some like woke king or whatever. It's because if you, they tell me is that if they squint really hard, I can pass off as a butch lesbian. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Like, as long as I, like, dye my hair, dude, like, I could probably, like, pull it all off. But, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, so, uh, oh, what else can I talk about? Oh, I think I wrote all my jokes. No, I can make something off the top. Um, uh, I just got uh, over the, I don't know about any of you guys, but over the pandemic, I got really political, nihilistic, but you know, I've been having a, a lot of positive thoughts lately. Um, um, even though we're still in a pandemic and we're probably gonna, and we're, and we're probably uh, gonna go through World War III soon. I don't know if you know about the Ukraine situation, but on the positive side, did you guys know that the green M&M identifies as bisexual? <laughs> Cause dude, no, not the rapper. <laughs> no, the green M&M, bro. She has like a, the brown M&M is like her girlfriend, bro. No, that, that's a step forward towards social justice. You know what? Uh, I think I heard the, the bell. I think that's going to be my time. Yes, the green M&M, that one. <laughs> the secret agent. Jared Cena, everyone, and the green M&M. They're bisexual. It's exciting. All right, your next comedian's been so patient all night. And put your hands together, everybody, for Brandon Daly. Yay! Try to escape the flying shells, projects. I'm living large, yo, stop mirage. Suck my dick, it's the king with the fat knob. I'm bust all into your face. God damn, my nigga Jason King had white woman running out the building. I respect that nigga gangster. <laughs> Feel so good to be in this motherfucker tonight, cause I don't, I'm telling you, since post-COVID, uh, this Bay Area comedy scene, wacky as fuck. Y'all niggas just beginning how y'all live. Y'all will throw an open mic anywhere. Fucking goddamn strip club, the trap house, the airport. Nigga be like, uh, thank you for coming to airlines and punchlines. Uh, <laughs> anybody been to the goddamn San Jose improv mic, open mic? Nigga, yeah, you was there. 
Let me, you was there, so I'm, she knows what's up. Let me tell you about this ratchet ass shit here. Bruh, the San Jose Improv Open Mic has to be the most ratchet shit I've ever experienced in my stand-up career. It's a lottery. And at one point, this old white woman gets called on stage, and in the middle of her set, she violently shoves the microphone like near her, like all up in her gooch, because she'd think it'd be funny if we all heard her vibrator go off in her pants. <laughs> But this is the part that killed me. The fucking, uh, the host of the open mic comes up on stage and goes like, uh, do we need to sanitize the mic? Nigga, you need to vaporize that mic. <laughs> the fact that this microphone is still in the vicinity of this building is not up to code at all. I'm gonna tell you something right now. If these niggas don't put me on the goddamn stage in the next three months, I'm reporting. I'm snitching, nigga. I'm gonna be right there with the board of health. Like, smell the mics, nigga. Smell the mics. Two of the comics, two of the comics went on and used that same mic that thou, oh, bruh. And then, and then during the second uh, comics, like, you know, performance or whatever, the, the, the mic stopped working. I guess it got VD or something. And fucking, I was just like, ooh, I just like, just, just the, the smell of that microphone. Cause this wasn't like a fucking young, tender white woman that did this. It was like an old, haggard, methy looking white bitch. Like this, that. That shit probably smelled like cigarette butts and porno bloopers, nigga. Like, I was just... Get this bitch off the stage. <laughs> it's all good, though, because I'm about to open up my own open mic. About to have my own open mic at the goddamn uh, on the bacon list. Uh, I'm going to have it actually in here, San Francisco, in Chinatown. You're never going to guess what the event's called. It's, it's so simple, but it's so clever, you never guess. Uh, funny lines. Because when you write in Mandarin, fuck y'all. All right, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, are, yeah, are Asians still off limits? Are Asians still off limits in the in the comedy scene? Cause I'm not LeBron. I'm not LeBron James. I ain't got no sneaker deal. God damn it. We gonna talk some shit today because uh, these motherfuckers up to something. And I don't like it. China's out here launching an artificial moon. Crazy. What's even crazier is that uh, the Chinese government has enlisted John Woo to direct the first landing on China's artificial moon. And uh, according to some sources. Uh, there will be a section paying homage to Stanley Kubrick, which will make sense, right? I understand why a renowned Asian filmmaker would pay homage to a renowned American filmmaker like Stanley Kubrick, because John Woo has spent all his life with his eyes wide shut. Hello? Is this thing on? Is this thing? Nah, I'm fucking with you. A lot of materials, a lot of materials that they've been using to, uh, to, to make this artificial moon. They got like a reflective coating to emulate the same look as the moon. Uh, a diamagnetic levitation chamber, and of course, last but not least, MSG. Lots and lots of MSG has been used to make this artificial moon, which only means that motherfucker must taste delicious. And <laughs> uh, you know what else, though? Because if you let the news publications tell it, they'll tell you that the, the, it's, it's an artificial moon. They're trying to, like save electricity for the nighttime because the moon's supposed to illuminate and provide light during the night over the city over the globe really uh but i just got done watching documentary and i got the skinny my nigga and the real reason china has made this artificial moon because they ran out of space for all those chinese muslims they put in the prison camps <laughs> and to add even insult or, or even uh, salt into the insult or, or salt into the the, the wound i'm drunk uh <laughs> To add more salt to the wound, Nike has teamed up with the Chinese government to put this motherfucker together, and I'm on the fence about it. Because what, what China's been doing to these Chinese Muslims, fucked up. 
Can you imagine how dope them new Space Jam Jordans is gonna look though, nigga? Niggas are going to die over these sneakers. The future is bright, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brandon Daly. Thank you so much, Moon the Radio. Brandon Daly, yay! The moon is made of green cheese. We have two comics left. Put your hands together right now for Dan Britton. Yay! Hey, um, before I tell a joke, let me explain these reflective things on my ankles. I was riding a bike, and they make sure that cars don't hit me. I bought these off of Amazon. I wasn't really looking at the brand. When I was putting them on today, I noticed the brand is high visibility h i v isability now look i like puns but i don't really want an aids pun with my bicycle accessories you did, like you know what i mean so uh ian was talking about he bought a homeless guy coffee he wasn't appreciative a couple of years ago i was in civic center and i was returning a bo uh, book to the library this homeless guy came up to me he was like yo bro you buy me a subway sandwich i'm starving it was a payday i was like sure bro i'll buy you a subway sandwich I take him to the subway. The lady's like, what do you want to order? He goes, all right, let me get two footlongs, one pastrami, one tuna. Let me get two cookies, three Pepsis, and then a bag of chips. I was like, motherfucker, what are you trying to do? Make me homeless? <laughs> Anybody in here ever do drugs? <laughs> okay. I noticed that like different drugs have like different activities with like different subcultures, you know, like like people who smoke a lot of pot, they like eating Taco Bell and watching TV. People who do steroids like lifting weights and domestic violence. <laughs> Heroin addicts love fucking stretching their hamstrings. You see them, they're just like, uh. Exhale. And I'm on heroin. <laughs> Observational comedy. San Francisco is a fucking wild place, man. So wild that I think that there should be a David Attenborough special about San Francisco. Like, in the marina, the 25-year-old living with his parents dons $400 cologne, trying to take home this stupid white woman. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Civic Center, the mayor drives by as people scratch themselves from the methamphetamine. <laughs> Tourists come to San Francisco and hear a junkie approaching their rental car. <laughs> Good thing that the new Louis Vuitton store has just opened. And smash. All right, I don't tell many stories, but I'll tell this story, then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Um, anybody in here ever have a near-death experience? Yeah, yeah, so a couple of people. This is my first... He just had his latest. This is my first near-death experience. It happened one day at summer school, at the end of the day. So at my school, the parking lot doubled as both a playground and a parking lot when parents had to pick us up and drop us off. And we had a playground. But that didn't really matter because when you're eight years old, everywhere is a playground. So I'm there waiting for my mom for a couple of minutes and I get bored. So I say, hey, 
I could be acting like I'm on the playground right now. So I climb up on this red bench that ran the full length of the schoolhouse. And I put my arms on a beige cinder block wall that went about rib cage height. And so I'm walking on the bench and I'm thinking, hey, I could be swinging right now like I was swinging on the jungle gym. And so I'm swinging and I think to myself, I'm no longer Dan. I'm Tar Dan, king of the playground. And so I tell myself, I could swing, let go, catch myself, and then bring myself back in because I'm so brave. So I let go, and I catch myself, bring myself back in. And I let go, and then I bring myself back in. And then, although I hadn't been diagnosed at this time, it's important to note I had been exhibiting symptoms of ADHD because I let go, and I'm thinking like, duh. Da, 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 da. Well, that's not the Tarzan music. And then I was too far. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna fall. So then I fell, I boom, my head, and I wake up. And all I can see is my mom and my teacher standing around me. And I've always wondered who found me first. But I know it wasn't my mother. Because had she found me first, she would have been picking up pieces of my brain off of the pavement saying, why must you leave a mess everywhere you go? I'm Dan Britton, good night. Dan Britton, everyone! We have one last comic, everybody, Mike Bonds! Yay! Holy shit, I didn't even know I was going up tonight. Wow, okay. Fucking A, man. Oh, shit, man. I was just, uh, I was just called a BBC the other day. I know, right? Not, I mean, it, and it had nothing to do with cock either. It wasn't even a big black, black cock. It was a big black comedian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was called a big black comedian the other day. I was like, holy shit, am I that funny? And I'm black too. Okay, cool. Cool, man. I'm, I'm starting to uh, bring the word sexy back. Anybody bringing the word sexy back recently? You know? I know, right? My buddy called me over to his house, man. He's like, hey, Mike, check it out. I just got a new dog coming here. I was like, yo, your dog is sexy as fuck, man. <laughs> he looked at me hella crazy. I was like, oh, yeah, man, your dog is sexy as fuck. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, I'd fuck your dog. He was like, whoa, bro, chill out. It's like, man, I'm just using the word sexy. I'm just using the word sexy. You can describe a lot of things with the word sexy. You know what I mean? The other day I was online. I was looking at a macaroni and cheese being made. I was like, god damn, that's a sexy-ass macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? You ever seen some sexy food in your life? I was like, god damn. And don't judge me, but after I got done jacking off to it, you know, fuck that. I had to jack off to that macaroni and cheese. It made my day. Anyway, oh, fuck, man. Homeless people in San Francisco, man. I, I, know, I know we see them a lot and we talk about them a lot, but they starting to get smart as a motherfucker, ain't they? You know what I mean? Homeless dude walked up to me the other day and was like, hey, man, you think I can borrow 37 cents to go get something to eat? I was like, whoa, this whole statement is just fucked up. You know what I'm saying? You asking me to borrow 37 cents to go get something to eat? What the fuck they sell food at for 37 cents, first of all? You know what I'm saying? First off. Because if they selling you food for 37 cents, you probably shouldn't eat it because across the street the shit is free. So I don't know. Something wrong with that shit. And second of all, you want to borrow 37 cents, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like when the next time I'm going to see your homeless ass? Hey, bro, you got that 37 cents I lent you the other day? Shit is real out here, dude. You know? I figure now I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start carrying pennies for homeless people. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna start giving pennies away. When homeless people ask me for money, I'm gonna just hand them two cents. Here you go, bro. Hey man, what's up? You ain't got no more money? Hey, that's two cents, right? Hey man, you can do a lot with two cents these days. You know what I mean? Take that shit and get the fuck up out of my face. 
You know, if I give a homeless dude a quarter, I'm having a good day. That's all I'm saying. I'm having a fucking good day. How you doing, Mr. White Man? You good? All right, man. You look kind of dangerous in here. That's all I'm saying. You know, look, white people could just look dangerous anywhere now, right? <laughs> white people could be sitting in McDonald's. Hey, that motherfucker looks dangerous over there. I don't know, man. He's eating his cheeseburger kind of weird. He's taking the pickles off. We should check his ass out. We should check his ass out. You know what I'm saying? Mysterious white people. I'm going to come up with a new show called Mysterious White People. It's going to be random white people. You know what I mean? Just mysterious. He's a mysterious white guy. Look, right here. Totally mysterious. <laughs> totally. You know? Mysterious white people. It's going to be like a CNN show. It's just going to be white people doing regular ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Like honking a horn and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, white people. Honk the horn. Mysterious. Some mysterious shit right there. You know? Hey, you just walked in on a lot of shit. I was just getting ready to talk about Latino privilege, man. Look, do Latino people have privileges? Look, I don't know, man. You tell me, you know, because I know black people, we ain't got shit, you know what I'm saying? But there's a certain thing called white privilege, though, man. You know what I mean? I tried to buy some the other day. I really did. I tried to go buy some white privilege. You know what they told me? Black privilege is half off, my friend. It's like, fuck you, man. Hey, y'all, I'm going to get off the stage on Mike Bonds. Mike Bonds! I think it's actually three-fifths off. I think it's three. I think it's three-fifths off. That's right. That's right. Pam, yeah, Pam used to teach high school. She remembers those things. Yeah, that was good. This has been a really fun night. Um, thank you all so much for being here. Thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. That's all really exciting. Um, I leave you with just one last joke. Um, I'm well. I'll leave you with two. One, I'm so white I can't even make my ass golf clap. Um, thank you. And two, I'm so white I thought Kanye West was an airline. Okay, everybody have a great night. Bye. Lost for pals from Bobby still 12 gave on page deadly chronicle weeds. Hell up in Gotham, take heat and protect your seeds. You fall like autumn leaves. You lack tranquility in your rap utilities. The fuck with the abilities. Race like a sponsor to the ovary. Microphone post tone like a rotary phone. Ancient poems of poetry, old stones, explosive head bullets, black hooded, timberly footed ninjas who full metal jacket clips and know how to put it in you. Surrender your goods and your merchandise for no purchase price. But certainly a heist for your ISIS curtains advice. Come quietly, who take clan who society because of variety to maintain your high anxiety and read it to the fiery diary. Yari, 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 yari. I need 18 points on my next joint. This high anointed king to make a deal, I be the one to a point. Steve Rifkin must have been sniffing. The chest something so dope. It left Monica Lynch pussy dripping. Pussy drunk hundreds pussy of bitches and spent millions of dollars and built with thousands of scholars. My life saga from the hill to the harbor. Nigga came wild in Nicaragua. It gave birth to MCs. These and bank robbers. We drove expensive whips into worldwide trips. And my dick's been sucked by the finest lips. Fancy delicate contestants and the world's best refreshment. But none of the above compared to the 120 lessons. Or my queen and my seed in the home that I rest in. Into my zone, get blown in 99 sections. sections this rhyme has sections, no limitation. Sections. This time there's no hesitation. Collect it.
comments of 